You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Quick shout out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated is here to help business owners. And they've been uh, they've been helping business owners in the state of Minnesota for over 100 years during pandemic periods and non-pandemic periods. It really just helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. And remember, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Patrick Royce, how about those Green Bay Packers, huh? Oh, man, uh, the the, uh, the veteran coach who had his, I mean, uh, quarterback who had his best year has got to be uh, a depressed individual today after this whole year of uh, light enjoying everybody. And the funny thing about it was his number one villain, MVS, had a good day. He didn't drop anything. Uh, we can all rip, uh, right, you know, this whole Viking fans, Rogers hatred, hatred. He's he's great, but it will. Uh, he's going to have to explain someday why he didn't run. You know, and instead oh, third down, trying yeah. to throw that little low bullet to a guy who was double covered. That is not a Rogers decision, but. He was harassed. Mm-hmm. Our guy Billy Turner did not have a good day against Jean Paul and the other. Who was uh, who's the, and that Wagner Rick yeah, Wagner? Yeah, the right tackle on the bad day too. He uh, Barrett. I'd never even heard of Barrett. Jack Barrett's a pretty good player. Well, the uh, the the Tampa Bay defense a lot better than I thought. They mm-hmm. actually did a real good job. Of, now they had a big advantage in the fact that you could do anything you wanted to to the receivers. Yeah, I mean, and the only one they ever called yeah. was because the guy stretched out the back of the jersey so far that they had no choice but to call. And it. there was a lot of thought given to that flag. Yeah, yeah, they waited like eight seconds mm-hmm. to call it, and Tyler Johnson was like pulling away from the guy. But it was the only one they called all day, right? Yeah, I think it was the only PI all they day. They only threw like five, oh, five flags There's total. Some of the stuff they did to Devontae Adams was unbelievable. I'm convinced the league told the crew, I, well, calm obvi- down it, with the flags. It's obvious, but yeah. but there's a at a point you got to call something. Yeah, right. I mean, it was brutal. But I've never. I don't remember I've the last ne- game I've seen. I mean, it was probably the '90s. Well, it was the middle of the third quarter, and they hadn't called one penalty. Mm-hmm. It hadn't been a false start. It hadn't been anything. And it's it's been that way. Now this Hockley kid calls still calls penalties like his old man when he has a game, but it's been that way all year. But never anything like this. I I was exchanging texts with our old friend Collar, and I said, I've been watching it for sixty years, and I've never seen defensive backs in the NFL get away. It was like a high school game. Yep. It was refereed like a high school game yep. where the guys want to get to the bar and want the game to get over. So <laughs> it, unless you tackle somebody right in front of them. Uh, and, you know, it was funny in the first half, 
because they saw LaFleur screaming on the sidelines, and they said, well, he's really upset at his team for that play. No, he was upset that they had two blockers six yards down the field in front of that screen pass. Before the before the ball was thrown, they had two guys down there blocking people in, in that little first, third down pass, and they, nobody, why didn't they mention that? I mean, Aikman has a Aikman drives everybody nuts because he just babbles. But I mean, he played five thousand games and has seen that many. Why? I am know? I am shocked though that, that the league basically looks like they told them not to call PIs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah, they, I mean, that's the one they, they were, won as, as you say, they were tempted not to call that last one. Yeah. Which would have been, this would have been the, in the old days, it would have been the front cover of Sports Illustrated, you know, to be oh, stretching his yeah. shirt out. But it's that's the only reason they called it. Mm-hmm. If the guy had just grabbed him around the waist or if something. If he had spun him around, I think they don't call it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm LaFleur and my whole game is having the best quarterback there is, hmm? I'm 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 pounding on the I'm the referee's door at halftime, saying what the bleep is going on here, you know. But that said, they did not play good, and he nope. he felt the pressure. I mean, when you've played all season and only been rushed once, and that was against Tampa the first time, and now you're getting knocked around again. They uh, who's their defensive coordinator? Oh, Todd Bowles, right? For the Bucks, Bucks yeah, Todd Bowles, he's, he's very good. good. He's, he's a real good. good coordinator. He had a move. I mm-hmm. mean, he, uh, you know, they didn't let him. Even when he got out, when he got out, it was not like comfortable out. There was somebody chasing him. You know, it wasn't like him rolling out. If Bakhtiari out. plays, I, I wonder if it's different. Yeah, I think it uh, is probably. Well, hey, if they don't give up a touchdown pass. Oh, the defense at the end awful. At the end of oh, the God. half, and that... Uh, Patton's going to get fired now because they were mad at him anyway, right? Yeah. But but LaFleur was willing to call him out after the game, but not himself. He wasn't willing to call himself out for kicking the field goal. What in God's... Then he says, well, we needed the touchdown and a two-point conversion. Yeah, uh, why do we need the two-point conversion, you moron? <laughs> you know, a couple, three minutes to go in the third quarter. You got all the momentum. Why do you, I don't know why teams in that situation want to give the momentum back by missing a two pointer. You know when you you got them on the run, right? Yep. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it down to twenty eight, twenty four. Yep. And they're puckered up. Now you're coming. Yep. And now all of a sudden, oh, you miss it. Now they gotta. You know. Why did he also think that his defense was gonna get the ball back from Brady? That's why that defense is not that good. No, they aren't. They and they didn't have any hardly any rush on him. Yeah, no, they didn't. I mean, they. Didn't. But I mean, so they've been playing pretty good, but they didn't. They so were, he thought that they're gonna they're gonna get the ball to twenty five. The Bucks are, and then they're going to get it back. I have no idea why he thought they were gonna get it back. And everybody's talking about the Brady throwing three interceptions, and they didn't take advantage. Well, the last interception was a punt. Yep, it was a punt. He just it literally it literally should have let it drop. Really, like the kid should have just knocked it down and made him punt. Yep, because so I mean they're not like. The last two didn't. They, he never really put him in prime position with his uh, interceptions. The second one wasn't his fault. It was the, it was the uh, receiver. I mean, it wasn't anybody. Yeah, the ball was just high. kind of. It was a little high, but it was floating around. But uh, Packers got to say, 
You know, they played their worst game of the year. I think, not. I mean, not the worst game of the year, but the worst game of this stretch. You know? Yes. Because they'd really looked good to me in November and December ever since the Vikings And the defense game. improved after the Vikings yes. game, right? Yeah, right. Against the and Vikings guess, there, defense was not good. Yeah, they're, you know, Alexander's a good corner. The Savage makes some plays at this, as a safety. Oh, and, he got beat on the deep oh, ball, too. Oh, God. Yeah, well, well somebody was supposed to be helping Kevin. They, that wasn't man-to-man, was it? It looked like, yeah. I, I mean, it, it looked like it, but yeah. wasn't there some safety who got lost or something? I have no idea. I have no. And Kevin King had an awful day. Oh, he did. He was terrible. Yeah, he was terrible. We but, would have mocked that that day. Yeah. That, well, and that plus, was a Chris Cook day. And plus, they called timeout. Yep. And then they put this kid, this guy, in the game, Scotty Miller. He yep. hadn't been in the game. Yep. Isn't somebody saying? And he's the guy that caught the. 48-yard touchdown pass from Brady in Tampa against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. That deep so, ball. And so they've seen that play. They've, yeah, that play. So is, yeah. Aren't, why don't, you know, aren't they saying to each other, okay, they're going to try to do something here? I have no idea. Because they were, they were defending the 20-yard pass to prevent the field goal, obviously. But, man, that was brutal. And how, how does the quarterback not know that the coach, if they get to fourth down, is not going to go for it? Roger said he didn't know. No. Well, I don't. I I'm convinced the quarter the coach didn't know either. They just he did that spontaneously. I don't know how you don't have a plan for that. No, there's no plan to have. Score a touchdown. Well, that's can, what if they stop you? They're at the well six. Yeah. Well, and to your point though, if he takes off and runs, he's at the one. I think he gets to the it, the two or the one, and then they they go for it without question. Yeah. I mean, he should have just taken off. He should, Which yeah. is the same thing that Favre didn't do 11 years to the day at the Superdome. <laughs> oh, was it? Take off to your to, right. 11, 11 years, years to take to off day. to your right. You just have to hobble, basically. Yeah. Well, and You're he was going to get yard. Well, I, I was shocked that he stopped, that he pulled yeah. it down and threw it because he, he threw it a line. He, the passes he made down in there, like all three times to the end zone, were not good ones. Mm-hmm. He didn't. And that's because. They didn't pop anybody open, really. I mean, everybody was covered, and none of the none of his everyone had somebody in the vicinity that made him throw a very accurate pass, and he didn't throw one. That was not uh, that was not game A for him. But again, I would think in the case of both quarterbacks, they will tell you that they have never thrown many so many passes thinking a guy that was, was going to be open, and then he got grabbed, yep. and they didn't call it. I would think both of them, if they were honest, and say, I've never, you know, okay, this guy's going to be open, and then I'm going to throw it out here two yards, and they got his, they got him by the belt buckle or something. And then he, he's going to be mugged, and no one's going to yeah. care, and they're not no. going to throw a flag. No, I, aren't you amazed at the – now, we couldn't see it, but aren't you amazed the, the coaches didn't raise more hell? Yes. Yes, and I I am surprised that how about the players that at halftime? Where, where's the players going? But there there was a point there where it went from being a little bit fluky, Pat, to they're really not going to call a thing. No, no, it did. It got to a point, and I don't where, remember well, the last time and, I watched a game like that. And who who got the penalty? Savvy, who got the penalty on the on Tyler Johnson? I thought it was King. I thought he grabbed. Was him. that King? Too? I thought it was. So I'm not positive. It, it, you know, it got to the point where. The only way I can get a penalty is if I grab a guy's jersey and they make him yeah. see it, you know. And so that's what he does. 
I think he could have tripped him, and nothing would have happened. He definitely could have spun him around by the waist and yeah, not and not, not been called. Yeah, yeah. but Jeez. do you know who watched it, that, that game and probably thought, "What the hell, Zim? That was a game Zim would have loved. Oh, Zim would have loved it. Zim yeah. would have told his corners in the in the Xavier, first quarter, "Give me Xavier back. Exactly. I can, yeah, Xavier can grab Hansy, and my Hansy boys can come back. That yeah. would have been a Zim game." Yes. Perfect game for him. What what do you, do you think that uh, they like what they've done to it and they'll do it again next year? Done to what? Stop calling penalties, holding and I like the holding thing, and I think but, they're right but, on that. But not but not the PIs, Pat. It makes no sense. No, like the PIs does not fit into the theory that they want a high scoring passing game. Correct, right? Yes, yeah. and holding is a boring call by nature that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we were watching guys get grabbed, yeah, and they just ignored it. Yeah, it was. So uh, no, I don't think that's part. I don't think that's a long term part of the plan. And uh, as for the other game, utter mismatch. How much fun is the kid though? Mahomes, it's unbelievable. I uh, said I took the hard stance on Twitter sometime in the third quarter that he seems to be very self confident. <laughs> Now that's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, man, it's not it's not an arrogance that he plays with. It's a I know how good I am. Yeah. You know, it's yes. I mean there's a difference between right. there's a difference between selling yourself to the public and just being that damn good. It's unbelievable when, how good he is. When the kid fumbled the punt early on at what the two and yeah. then the Bills scored. He went over Hardman. There. Mahomes went to him and basically said, "Don't worry about it." So, and <laughs> yeah. you could see what he was doing. He but but he wasn't like fired up. Like we're no. gonna come. He was just like, "Don't worry about it." Yeah, right. Yeah. I and saw then he that. threw him the ball a couple times. Yeah, and right off the bat. Hardman yeah. score. And, but yeah. Pat, it's but Pat when he when when that play occurred, I never thought to myself, "Chiefs might lose this game." Oh no, I didn't either. Never once. I didn't either. It was you know, panic everywhere else in the league. There's panic. If you all of a sudden oh. put yourself in a situation, can you imagine Zim if the kid yep. if, if his guy fumbled up and you put punt? yourself in a situation where you're behind ten all and you haven't had the ball yet, basically, right? Yeah. And then I mean you just you and then uh, you know it was like you know when that happened to the Vikings in uh, Giant Stadium when they were behind fourteen to nothing before they got the football. Yep. They didn't react that way. <laughs> Yeah, read. Dante didn't say, don't they, worry about they, it. Don't worry about it. No problem. Like, what? They all went, didn't exactly react that way. It is, uh, uh, there should be a new strategy of all around is get the fastest SOBs you can find who can catch a pass. You know, yeah. they can't be Troy Williamson if they can catch, like yeah. Tyreek. They give Tyreek permission to drop to a game, right? Because mm-hmm. he's going to catch eight. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, right. somebody's going to miss a tackle and he'll go 60. <laughs> you know, because you miss a tackle with him, he goes 50 or 60. Yes. You know. And he did last night. Yeah. And Hardman, you know, same way. They throw that little screen on the side and boom. You miss a tackle. Yep. Boom. That's, they make you pay for missing a tackle. Yes. You know. And good luck catching them. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the next guy that doesn't catch him. 
No, until the two or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're all. I mean, they 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 taught, caught Tyreek down at the four and about eight of them. <laughs> you know, they have Jason. They have redefined football in some ways. I think is basketball. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it's uh, they play like Golden State did when Golden State was going great guns. Like they, you don't mm-hmm. you. Yes, that's you true. can't keep kicking field goals like <laughs> no. Buffalo did. You can't keep kicking field goals and say we're we're going to work our way back into this one. Yeah, well, even when Buffalo had the ball and they were down less than two touchdowns, it was what twelve or something, mm-hmm. and they were moving and they were getting down there. You said, well, they might make it close, but they are going to win. What was the number on that game? I don't know. That's good. had to be close to ten, right? Around ten, I guess. Probably, yeah, touchdown yeah. or so. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, just to get action on both sides. I, uh, I I was very interested in the Packer game, so I didn't leave the couch for that one. Mm-hmm. And then I was this guy. You can't stop watching the Chiefs because this guy's too much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just watching him play football is too much fun. Kelsey's the greatest tight end that's ever played, too. By the way, yeah, he's God, good. is he good? Because he blocks too. Oh yeah, and he, I mean. He caught 107 passes as a tight end. I know. That's, uh, and he dropped one and, early, and then he never dropped another one. And they do stuff like, they do stuff like, I think we should let Travis score a touchdown. So they run the little yep. in, inside thing. It's like they pick out who gets to score the touchdowns, too, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. I, I think Ty, Travis would like to say he scored a touchdown, so let's run this And Mahomes can do anything from anywhere. That's the incredible. And, Pat, he had turf toe. toe. He had turf toe. Yeah. Like most guys, when they have turf toe, you can tell. Yeah, yeah this time. You, now, last week you could. Oh, yeah. But after he but actually got But when he was playing hurt. on Sunday, yeah. this time you couldn't tell. What I love is the sidearm. Yep. When, he's, when they got him all... Tied up, and then he. How how good of athlete was the old man? When, when Great was, athlete. We didn't. You don't get to see it as a pitcher, but he was a a legendary basketball player okay. in, in that his high school, and uh, you know, they obviously, uh, and he was a great quarterback too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he was a great quarterback, legendary uh, basketball player, and of course, a you know. What second round draft choice in baseball? Because this took the money. This kid's arm is uh, is off the charts. Well, this kid would have been a major league b- baseball player too. He was. I mean, he was. I, th- I think he finally quit it like his senior year or something. But he was a he was a hot baseball prospect. I think he quit basket. I, I wrote something on. I can't remember talking to Troy and him a couple of years ago. Not this year, but last year. But I, I think he quit. I think he quit basketball just because he had too much else going on. You mm-hmm. know. But because football, his football season down there always lasted till December twentieth. You know, because they they uh, they take that high school football a little more serious down there. They <laughs> they keep going. They play like ten, twelve games, and then they have their playoffs and their various classifications. I think Pat, though, the old man, led them to a state championship to one of right. their, in one of their that same high school. Pat's a great at was a. Uh, a legendary athlete down there, which we didn't really, you know, back then when a guy got drafted, the internet didn't cover the draft and these players like they do now. And, and, you know, you'd hear anecdotal, yeah, he's a hell of an athlete, but that'd be it. Right. You 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 wouldn't know what to make of it. You wouldn't look in and say, yeah, "Yeah, well, he could have played three sports, you know, uh, I think he was going to go to Arkansas. 
Okay. And I think he was going to be with uh, Oliver Miller and Lee Mayberry and that whole collection. I think he would have been with that that great. They didn't win that. Not the one that won it, but uh, but um, a great team. And whenever we had the first Final Four here, '92 or something like that, I think. I think he was going to. They go pressed to, you, right? He was going to. Oh yeah, that he club. Gonna, he was going to go to Arkansas and play with uh, Nolan. Nolan Richardson. Forty yeah. minutes of hell. That's what it was. Yeah, forty minutes of hell. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean that was. Uh, I went down uh, before we had it. Had to be ninety two before we had the first Final Four. Was it ninety two? I think. Yeah. And. Yep. And I went to Tobacco Road and went to Massachusetts. Back in the old traveling days? Yeah. And then I went, and the Big Eight was the hot conference then. Uh-huh. So I went to the, I went to, I went to see Gallagher, Iba, the old one in Oklahoma State. And then I went to a Oklahoma game and I went to Kansas, went to the greatest arena there is. But then I detoured and went to, uh, Fayetteville to see Arkansas play Alabama and Alabama had Sprewell and about three other NBAers and Arkansas had three, four NBAers and it was 94, 90 or something. It was fantastic. It was great. One of the best college basketball games I've ever seen. And Mahomes would have been on that team, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So he was a, he was a great athlete. This kid's, uh, I mean, Pat's nice enough guy, but this kid's sharper than Pat was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this kid gets it. Yeah, he's sharper because he he was raised by mom. Mm-hmm. And I think mom had more discipline in her life than dad. Oh, probably. <laughs> once, they, once they split. That's probably but, fair. But, I mean, he was close to his dad, but not, you know, so. But I but the fact that, that the Chiefs were down, and it looked, it looked bad but didn't feel bad, and he just literally is like, whatever. Yeah, right. I mean, it's the damnedest thing. I think it's fun for him. Yeah, then, he's like so much else. Then me. they can, then they can break out the whole menu there. And Andy, man, they go out there and say, "Okay, throw a, let's come out here and we'll throw a little naked screen to the right side, and we'll make eight yards, and then we'll throw to the left side, and we'll get the first down, and then we'll then they'll wonder what the hell's going on." Mike Remmers is playing left tackle for him, and it <laughs> after, doesn't matter after somebody got hurt. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but my Remmer, point is... Remmers is a starter, though. Yes, he is. But, oh, he's a right tackle, but, but then he had to move the left. Left tackle, but he's playing left, left Repla- tackle. Replacing Fisher, who's like their stud, yeah. you know. But, right. Yeah. But think about that. You can yeah. move him to left tackle and not fear for the life of your quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was it. Every time I see him play it, because they... We didn't even like it when he played guard, right? <laughs> we tolerated him at right guard, but at right tackle, it was a mess. Yeah. And then I think that was it for him here. Buffalo is feisty and plucky, but the idea that they're on the cusp of greatness, I don't buy it. I'm with you. I think they're going to be good for a yeah, while. Yeah, but I don't. When you watch your defense, you don't like say, "Wow, look at him." I don't think they get to a Super Bowl. Not, not for a while. I don't think. No, I don't think Diggs gets there. I think Diggs is going to be real good, no. and I think they're going to be fun to watch and very competitive. What were they? They must have. I I couldn't really tell, having not seen the whole twenty-two. But uh, uh, they must have been doubling them for three quarters. Huh? Yeah, I don't Before know. Before they find sure they were. Yeah, you know, Spags is actually a good DC. Yeah, that, that was Chili's buddy, Spagnola. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And he, he tried it as a head coach. He's not working that good. The Ram, with the Rams. Rams, that's right. Yeah, and he yeah. didn't have uh, much success. But I think he's a good coordinator. So I wonder, uh, is Houston going to hire Biennemi uh, today? Because the other, the two finalists are supposed to be Biennemi and Leslie. I bet Leslie gets the job now. Uh, Biennemi's got two Yeah, weeks. but after watching what Biennemi's offense did to Leslie's defense? I, I agree, but you know how goofy this league is? Leslie's, we all like Leslie. Great guy, but is that what you need? You Don't know what? you need some fire? You know what? I think that they that they believe that they are such a mess, especially if they want Watson calm. still gets traded. They and the one calm. thing Leslie brought here, I'll give him credit, after calm. Chili got calm. Calm. Yeah, when when Chili got it. blown out, he brought stability. But they must and have he got fired. they must have the league. Good L's boys must be calling them every five minutes saying you gotta hire What is a, going on? You gotta hire a black guy. You know, well, then they should. instead of some obscure Italian in Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, how about I was, yeah. I was, I wrote a blog this morning. I was inspired. I was thinking these coaches need Lou Gelfand to make them admit their mistakes. Right. You know, we had Lou as our reader uh, rep, but uh, he, I don't know. You probably didn't have to see Lou cause you were, oh, no, you were Lou. Oh yeah. Lou was great. Lou was fine. But Lou, Lou held you accountable. Lou held you accountable. And mm-hmm. you, you, you found out after a while, don't make excuses. Yeah. Go in there and let Lou tell you you screwed up. Yep. And it's going to be in the column on Sunday. <laughs> and you'd say you'd walk back with your head hanging. I, I said it was the walk of shame. <laughs> and, you know, it was the newsroom walk of shame when you went to saw you see Lou. But I got to the point by the mid-90s. I'd go in and rat myself out. Oh, you'd self-report? Yeah, I'd self-report instead of... Because I, I think Lou, I said, Lou had one of those red buttons like Trump did for his Diet Cokes. And when, when the red button flashed, that meant one of his regulars was calling. Because he had like these... There were 15 people out there reading the papers cover to cover trying to find a mistake. Yep. You know, and they'd call Lou. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> but... The media obviously can't get these coaches to admit they screwed up. Correct. So the league needs Lou to say to call my Matt Lafleur this morning and say, uh, "You you made a, a a big mistake, and you must admit to it." And then we're going to send out a release saying that you uh, you made a mistake and you apologize to the fans. <laughs> I'm sure the quarterback told him the same exact thing. Yeah, we need Lou. We need Lou in the NFL. I thought you were going to say to hold the league accountable for their hiring practices. Well, that too. Oh, Lou would get, yeah, we could get into that too. We could get into that. But no, I want Matt LaFleur. Game accountability. I want Matt LaFleur to say, I'm an idiot. I should have went for a touchdown. I want Mike Vrabel to say, I'm an idiot. For punting on fourth and two at my own at their forty yard line when I'm behind seventeen to thirteen mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, and which by the way ESPN had this stat seventy five times in the last four years, a team has faced that same situation, being down by four points between four and seven points, and and. Uh, on the between the thirty-five and the fifty of the other team, and having two yards to go, and they've gone for it seventy-five times, and he punted, wow. but he wouldn't admit it 
he wouldn't admit that he screwed up. And again, and Mike Tomlin, worst of all, worst of all time. Oh yeah, yeah. He wouldn't admit it either. Yeah. We need someone to force these coaches to tell their constituency we screwed up, like politicians. Yes, yeah. I I, I screwed up. We, you know. We should have like the Nixon helicopter for these guys. They got to go out and fly off into the distance because they were. You won't have Mike Tomlin to kick around. I had this thought, too. Two years ago, Mm -hmm. we thought Nagy. Hey, that guy, the Cub, the the Bears finally got the right guy. Yep. Then somebody missed a field goal and he turned it into the biggest scandal and a bigger scandal than the, the. You know, he turned it into the football version of attacking the Capitol. He turned it into the greatest controversy ever, and now he's a moron, right? Yep. Did we see the decline of Matt LaFleur yesterday? Ooh. Is, is he, is he going to turn out to you be? You know what? I don't, because I don't think he's going to. The one thing about Nagy that stuck out to me off that thing was he wouldn't let it go. No, that's what I'm like, saying. Like, th- I don't, I think LaFleur is going to try and forget this because oh. it's largely his fault. Packer fans ain't going to let him forget it. No, but he's going to have to. He's going to try. This is, Gary, case, this is Gary Anderson missing the field goal. It's not going to get forgotten. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> but I don't know. It's I do think the quarterback, I do think the, the goodwill that this team did w- with the quarterback after they took love in the first yeah. round is undone yeah. by the fact that they didn't go for it on fourth down. What did he, what was he telling us yesterday? He doesn't know about quarterback. his future. Was that saying you guys, that that was flashing back to you guys draft, drafting yes. Jordan Love. And right? then you didn't go for it on fourth down today, which means you don't trust me. Yeah, well, that's what. And yeah, he's, that's I think he's back, but the but it, I think the divide is growing yes, again. Yes, I do too. And he's not, he's. They brought a full not circle. Not because he's 37, going to be 38, but he'll never play this well again. I probably mean, this not. is this is as good as he possibly I'd, play. I'd still take him, but but he, can, but he can also say, okay, you gave me this collection of one receiver and a bunch of nobodies. Yep, tight end nobody'd heard of, and look, I made him look into what a star. I did, look what I did for these guys. Yep, and now we're and now we're now we need a touchdown. Yeah, and you won't, and you won't. Yep, and you won't, and you uh, gave the ball to Tom Brady. Yes. Yeah. With no guarantees he's you were going to get a He's back. sitting over there and on that bench, and he's fuming, man. Yeah, he should be. Yeah. I think he's right. Yeah. Uh, they so. they have, the weird thing is, and, and I don't think this is applicable to Favre, the weird thing with the Packers with Rodgers is the sense of urgency has never been there like it should no, be. And, and the sense of urgency in this last draft was unbelievable. Right. There was none. Right. There was none. I think they I, – I saw a tweet of all the draft picks that they had last April, Pat. I believe Dylan, the backup running back, was the only draft pick who played yesterday. Yeah, and he's – you know, if, if Jones back. hadn't gotten hurt, yeah. I mean, boy, did he get rock, rocked that oh, first Jones, time. Yeah. Oh, man. He, I mean, he popped the ball out there, but he was yeah. – uh, He, I think he's great, but – Boy, he got they knocked the crap out. His of contract's him. up, correct? Yeah, I think his probably, contract they won't is up. Pay him, but no, they I won't. got news for him. They ain't going to get the same out of Dylan. They're getting out of him because they need some. You need some juice. Yep. Hell with the two hundred. I mean, the, I want. It's nice to have a two hundred fifty pound backup that you can give it to on third and one, but he's not going to be your stud. But it's just weird. <clears throat> it, it's weird with as good of season as the QB had that they didn't chase the title more. 
Yeah, well, like you got to do everything you well, can to try Tampa. and win this thing. Look at Tampa. Everybody that ended up on waivers who could play, they got. Yep. Well, Fournette, and uh, yep. they were bringing in guys all year. Yep. You know? Brady's. Somewhere, Brady went home to see Giselle last night and said, how do you think Belichick likes me now? <laughs> what would you have paid for, for uh, a closed-circuit camera in Belichick's house? <laughs> I would have paid big money to watch Belichick. There's... Uh, but one of my famous, funniest bits I ever heard from a sports writer. Can't remember if it was a wicker or who, but Lefty Dreisel was the Maryland basketball coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lefty was a creative recruiter, they said. He had Moses Malone coming there until, you know, the, they decided that everyone trying to recruit Moses was breaking more rules than anybody in history. So he went right to the ABA. Mm-hmm. But Lefty's two big rivals were uh, Dean mm-hmm. at North Carolina. He hated Dean because Dean was like this. Dean was like the greatest sideways egomaniac I was ever around in my life. He could all he could make these offhand res- references to his own greatness while he was smoking his cigarette better than anybody ever. And John Thompson, because John, you know, Maryland owned the Washington, D.C. area, and then John come, came in and Took it. all of a sudden, you know, Georgetown. I mean, they were nothing, and then they were this. So Lefty was up there in Maryland, like, now they were not the place to go for the, the black kids from DeMatha and Georgetown. Instead of going to play for Lefty, were playing for uh, Georgetown. Mm-hmm. And they were playing for the national championship, and I think it was Wicker, somebody describing Lefty being in this dark room with this little TV in the distance with the game on, just sitting there in the darkness with the, you know, with the demons all around him because he had, he had Dean and Dean and big John playing against each other. And that's, that's Belichick last (laughs) night. Belichick. Oh man, it did not work out. But Belichick, as I've said before, made the oddest, quarterback uh, move I've ever considering the way they'd always played Yep, to get in a, a big athletic guy who's not an accurate thrower yep. instead of, instead of the most, you know, you would have looked, you would have thought he would have looked around for the most accurate passer he could find. It, it just didn't fit. I thought, I thought when, when he, he had a bunch of guys opt out because of COVID, I thought that he was just going to start that Stidham kid and win two games. Might as well have. Yeah. Yeah. But I, mean, I thought that was the goal, which would have been smart. Yeah. But instead he went and got Cam, and you're right, he can't hit the broad side of a barn these days. No. And, and it was he, a really you know, he had weird one decision. great year, but he had, you know, I mean, he was MVP and all that stuff, I wonder but, if he'll get sta- try and get Stafford now from Detroit since they're going to trade Stafford. He's got the cap they're going to get, fourth rounder or something. Yeah. You know, they're, do they know that? Detroit. Why did so they Dan want Campbell? to? What do they want to lose? Now they want to lose or what? They gave they've gave our guy Dan Campbell a six year contract, and I guess they've basically said we got to rebuild this thing. Look again. at the coaching in this division, though. Mm-hmm. Detroit just hired an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the guy in Chicago barely. You know, if they hadn't limped into the playoffs, was going to get fired. Mm-hmm. The, I'll still say Lafleur's. Apparently okay, and Zim. Yep, Zim's your second best coach, and if Zim has done nothing to distinguish himself, yep. and Zim's just a grouchy old sop, you know. 
who can screw up more guys than he can that he can help. And he's yeah, yet he's the second best coach in the division. Yeah, and the Lions are going to be just epically bad now. <laughs> What's new? It's going to just be fantastic. Who, I, what? Who did they? Oh, did you? Who did they just hire to give? Try to give him some sanity to go with Spielman. They just hired. A they, they hired a GM who had been with um, the Rams, today, but today though, and John Dorsey. Oh, Dorsey, yeah, who Dorsey. Been with they just hired the Dorsey. Packers, Kansas used to be City, Packers, Kansas and Cleveland. City. Yep, he's a football guy, right? I yep. mean, he's a guy supposed to be a draft guy or something. So what? Uh, what? What? Uh, polished off our pal uh, uh, Ted Thompson? I don't know. Oh, Sixty-eight. Yeah, he just died. Well, he had. Was he Alzheimer's? He had some type of, I don't know if it would be classified as dementia, but he definitely had something because I guess when, when he was put in the Packer Hall of Fame, he came out and talked about it. Oh, really? And I, you know, that, that was the thing towards the end is there was no question that something was off, like something was wrong. It wasn't just ordinary aging. Um, and I think it's a sport again. And, you know, he played for the Oilers and I think it's the sport. You know who else died? Buddy Lee. Oh, did he? Bud Lee died Bud last Lee week. Bud Lee was still alive? Not yet. Bud Lee died last week, 92. He outlived Sid as far and, uh, as time, time period, not, not years. years. Yeah. Not years. Bud no Lee. kidding, Bud Lee. Bud Lee, uh, Mr. Packer. My favorite press box in the 70s, and then I, 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 even after I got off the beat, I'd all go to Milwaukee all the time to see the Brewers. Yeah. But Bud... Was a Packer beat writer, and then he became a columnist. And then sometimes in the summer, when he was the Packer beat writer, he'd be out there doing guest columnist columns or something. Sure. But starting in the 70s, Seelig had his booth in County Stadium right next door. Mm-hmm. And he'd wander over at least twice a game, smoking a Tipperella <laughs> and, uh, you know, those little cigars he yep. had. And pontificating and, and if buddy was there he'd say, buddy lee don't the packers have a third team guard that you wanted <laughs> and he would just harass bud unmercifully about the packers and bud was a nice man as far oh, as i could tell bud was a quiet was a, guy yeah. well silly was a but a great agitator yeah he, no he that's great that. but i mean but he, buddy yeah. lee oh man but when the vikings went when the Vikings went in there in 98 with uh-huh. Brandy, uh-huh. and they were both 4-0, uh-huh. uh, it was a Monday night game, right? Was it a Monday night game? Yeah. Yeah. Randy. And, the ne- and that more, I covered that game, and then I got a plane, went to New York for the, uh, wouldn't have been, it must have been an ALCS, I, I think. Sure. Or maybe it was, was it the start of the World Series? It was October, yeah. mid-October. I think. Yeah, maybe it was the start of the World Series. Yep, but I went there, and Rick Cerrone, uh, who was Bud's PR guy in the commissioner's office, not the catcher, the other Rick Cerrone, mm-hmm. uh, walked, and Bud was sitting up there in that Yankee Stadium level in the next to Steinbrenner suite. There was one for the commissioner. And I said, if the commissioner would like a report on how Buddy Lee took the defeat... <laughs> Tell him I'm over here. So about three minutes later, he's out. Buddy, is he still alive? Is Buddy? 
his buddy still think the commissioner was back over making Buddy Lee jokes, you know. <laughs> like five minutes later, he came over and was uh, joking about. Wow, Bud Lee died, man. Yeah, 92. I've got a buddy, Bob, who has three New Year's resolutions every year, and truth be told, he rarely succeeds at accomplishing his goals. He's not alone, by the way. Only 10% of us do accomplish our New Year's resolution. Then it hit me. Bob should call the Canopy Group. Why? Bob wants to read more, and I'm not going to be able to read to him. Bob wants to lose 20 pounds, and I'm sure not the guy to help him with that. But I can help him with his third resolution, and that is to save money. How's he going to do that by handing this resolution over to the 30 professionals at the Canopy Group. They will help Bob save money on his home and auto insurance and have better coverage at the same time. Their 16 companies assure Bob's success, not only just this year, but they will do this for Bob every year to be sure he has the best coverage at the best price. New clients save more than $800 annually. Hand your New Year's resolution over to the Canopy Group and be part of the 10% with good old Bob, who succeeds Succeed in accomplishing at least one of their New Year's resolutions. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. All you bobs out there, get with it. 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. 92, but uh, uh, he wrote for the, I think, for the afternoon paper, right? I think it's not the, the journal. Oh, no, the journal was the afternoon paper. The yeah, Sentinel was the morning. Yeah, the journal but, was the afternoon paper. Bud wrote for the morning. Because when I was doing the Packers for the Strib in 03 and 04, <clears> he was still, I think he was doing Packer Plus maybe. Yeah, and, and then he, he became their historian, didn't he? he became a historian. No, uh, Lee did. Oh, that's Rebel right. Lee did, Rebel did. did. Who yeah. is the longtime Packer PR guy. Bud was doing something, I don't know what, but not not still. Right. But, but for a while after he retired from the paper. But yeah, Lee Rebel, that's true. Boy, that was a cast of old characters when you went over there. They made me feel young, man, going over yep. there with those guys. Yep, Lee had been there forever. Mm-hmm. And, and Lee, I think Lee had gone back, I think before he got the Packer job, he was at the Green Bay Press-Gazette. I think mm-hmm. he covered the Packers in yeah. the late Lee, 50s. Yeah, Lee Rebel. 60s, yes. Lee Rebel, yeah. yeah. Lee was a great guy, but uh, not real objective when it came to the uh, contest. Going no. No, he was... Uh, he was uh, if you would pursue, no, if not. you were pursuing any angle that might reflect poorly on the Packers, uh, I think Rebel McGinn would. drove him crazy. <laughs> oh, McGinn! I'm I sure. mean, the players were afraid of Bob McGinn. So yes. imagine the PR yeah, guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, McGinn. Uh, McGinn would have when McGinn started analyzing the. Yes, uh, he began breaking action. down the tape. I too bad McGinn wasn't. One. Too bad McGinn wasn't along around with Vince. That would have been a beautiful. They would have lynched oh, McGinn. Was, they would have lynched McGinn. Can you imagine Lombardi was suggesting that? Jerry Kramer had a bad day or something? The like all that. twenty-two in Vince's day, if it had been leaked to the public, would not have gone over well. I went over there a few times in the uh, do sidebars in the seventies, and then was there a lot in the eighties, and it was amazing because they stunk. You know, oh yeah, for they were 20, awful. 20 years. Awful after Lombardi. They stunk until Magic Man, the one yep. year they made the playoffs. For yep. 20 years. And the the link to the Lombardi teams was unbelievable. I mean, it was like they still, you know, sat around on Saturday night and drank and talked about the ice bowl. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, in 1986, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was, un- and people think that the Packers, always had full houses in a huge stadium 
with a waiting list of 40,000. Yep. Favre changed everything. Yep. Favre changed everything. Yep. That was, they were, you could, you know, there were empty seats and there was no excitement. They were awful. Yeah. And there was no excitement and, and, uh, you know, Favre changed everything. And, and, you know, the fact that the Packers in that little town can make as much money as the Vikings is, you know, I mean, it even the playing field. The Packers and and the Red Sox have always struck me as the two most understood franchises as far as people thinking that they've, you know, always had their stadiums full. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you saw saw that Boston thing that, you know, the year that they drew 400 and some thousand. Yeah, Fenway Park was empty. Yeah, before the impossible dream in 67. 65, the Twins were 17-1 and one against the Red Sox. And didn't the Red Sox talk about getting they out were, of Fenway? Yes. It was, yeah, they wanted, no, that was then. later, they wanted to get out of Fenway, but they were talking about getting out of Boston. Wow. Boston was not going to have a team. They then, lost the Braves. And, yeah. and then 67, they popped up out of nowhere, and it became romantic, and then everything changed, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's But... Uh, Speaking of the Red Sox, I Shaughnessy had a the the GM. Who's the GM now? Who's the new? Who's the oh, GM? Oh, um, uh, Bloom is it? From, oh yeah, Sh- uh, yeah, from the Rays. Yeah, and the oh no, Sam Kennedy, who's the team president. Yeah, basically came out the other day as we're not we're not all in. <laughs> he said we're not all in. We're not in a <laughs> we're not in a situation right now to be all in financially. Is that what he's talking about? I think that's what he's I mean, saying is that they done well, the ownership. He admits it. The ownership does not want to, uh, you know, get out over their skis with the pandemic and the. I mean, it didn't, he didn't really say why, but he was speaking for a said, lot of but teams it isn't, right now. He said, but it isn't like it was three years ago when we were all in. He okay. said we're not all in now. Interesting. Yeah. I'm sure that went up. So the old streak of sellouts is going to be long over when they ever come back from this pandemic. He, he was the speaking, fans are down on them. He was speaking for quite a few baseball teams right now who aren't admitting that. Until we get Trevor Bauer, then you're going to change your tune. Well, did, did you Kenny see? Kenny threw us out Ken, as one of the teams. But right? then he had to take it back. Oh, really? So someone called him immediately and he said the Twins aren't in. He then retracted it. Yeah. On Friday oh, night, okay. he said it's the Mets. It's the Mets, the Blue Jays, and somebody what else. What is with the Blue the Jays twins? suddenly deciding to spend money? Again. I don't know. They are weird. They spend money, then they stop spending money. Yep. And now they're trying again. And now they're trying again. And they, I don't think that they, they know if they're going to play in Toronto yet. No. No, it's weird. They might be back in Buffalo. I don't know. Who is that? Is that still Rodgers or somebody else? No, I think it's still Rodgers. I think Rodgers still. But it's a very weird thing. And um, But, yeah, there's a lot of teams that aren't all in, in 2000, mm-hmm. for 2021. Well, the Blue Jays are going to be playing in beautiful downtown Dunedin until June. Probably. Yeah, are they going to go to Dunedin or are they going to go to back to um, Buffalo? But, I mean, I guess if you can play in Florida, you play in Florida. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to try to do. I think they improved my ballpark there. I haven't been back in about four or five years. I think they, they've, they did, I think yeah. they've redone they, the ball. They've done it several times. <laughs> what they haven't redone is the roads to get there. Yeah. It's still oh, a, God, yeah. It's still the hardest place to get to. With that old rickety old the school United class A ballpark. States of America. 
So you had to watch football last night. You didn't get to go see your hockey team. I didn't get to go see them, but I watched them. Five three. Oh, you were. So I got them on the computer. Oh, oh, I I got them on the computer because I got Fox Sports North. You know, I'm very lucky. So I looked around last night. The Kings won. Yeah. The Ducks won, and the Sharks won. Yep. The California trio. And they're not. All three of them aren't very good. But the yeah, uh, you know what? The Avs. The Avs are a little odd. The Avs are good, and the Avs have a ton of speed and a lot of good players. The Avs, I've watched them a few times. I don't know they always show up. Oh, really? Yep. And the Kings beat the Blues. The Kings might not be as bad as I thought they were. I think the Sharks are awful. Yeah, they're But our guy in. Brent Burns. Uh, Where did he bury that one from? Was it a well, point the, shot or what? No, he, he came in and went through about... there's there, If the screenshot is literally four wild players watching him in between them before he gets the puck over um, Capo's mm-hmm. shoulder. So Capo wasn't uh, Sterling? No, Capo uh, was actually pretty good. The third okay. goal was the third goal was bad. The Burns goal was not his fault, um, but he actually played pretty well. Hey, Declan, I got something to tell you. Yes, uh, sir? <laughs> after uh, listening to Capo again last night? Yeah. and uh, Mr. Puck right here, by the way. Having, uh, having an opportunity to listen to Miko a few times. Oh, boy. And, and some of the other guys. Yeah. I'm never going to a Finnish stand-up comedy show. I'll tell you that. <laughs> These guys are the most boring people in the history of man. You didn't pick that, that up from Koivu alone? No, well, Koivu. But then I thought, okay, well, I've heard a few Finnish guys in there. They're not fun. No. God, they might be good people, but they're not fun. Yeah, maybe it's too many saunas or something. Maybe they get all drained out, but damn alive. It's unbelievable how boring they are. All yeah. I, I know is that the Wild has played two home games so far, and you were at the first one. I was sitting I've right by 50% Mr. of the time. Mr. Puck, you are the new John Gilbert. Yeah, but <laughs> I do I do enjoy the fact that we are frantically required to transcribe all of the quotes from Emerson and all of the quotes from the goalie and all of the quotes from Parisi, who might have a chance to give you one usable one. Yep. Why don't you just... You're asking a question. Why don't answer. you just type the ones that are interesting, which is like two, you know, two. Zoom has given everybody in every sport permission to be even more boring. Right? Oh, absolutely. And yes. yet we still frantically transcribe all this stuff. Like there's some nugget of gold there that we all have to share. It's yep. unbelievable. Yep. The only quote I the other day that I listened to that was Parisi talking about Kaprizov, you know. Yeah. Doing and that was you quote. are so right. And the art, the old art of somebody starting to go down a path and then everybody staying oh, yeah. on that path is dead. No, no, I have this question. When the interview starts, I have this question I'm going to ask. So uh, some guy could say, well, uh, you know, <laughs> my uh, mother was in a very serious car accident and we're worried about him and... Uh, you know, we don't know what's happening. And the next question is, on that shift there, with, <laughs> you know, on that shift where, uh, you, know, uh, you know. I mean, you guys came back from two goals down, yes, though. That's right. You I don't know it. how mom is, but <laughs> yeah, talk about the rally. Talk about, talk about rally. that rally that you guys put together. Yeah. But the art, but if, if the Rogers presser, 
that had been done with people there. Yeah, it would have been great. It would have been only about the future. Hey, this is Ricey. I'd like to welcome a new partner here to Ricey Unchained. EcoFun Motorsports. It's located in Forest Lake. If you enjoy bike rides on a summer day, but maybe your knees aren't what they used to be, that would be me. And you still want the exercise benefit and need a little help on those pesky inclines? Then I recommend that you talk with Tim Bloom, the owner of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Tim and his family will personally help you select the e-bike that is right for you. They will deliver that one to your front door in the metro area also. You might be thinking, hey, it's January in Minnesota. Maybe, uh, well, maybe you need a bike at your winter place. Right now, Bentelli e-bikes and Yamaha Power Assist bikes are at their lowest prices of the year. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Guess what? Joe Suchere uh, has been telling you about EcoFun Motorsports and Garage Logic, and it's only like eight minutes away from Grunhofer's, the meat place. You go to Hugo, you go to Grunhofer's, get your meat. Then you go to EcoFun Motorsports and get your exercise bike. EcoFun also carries the full line of Yamaha scooters, motorcycles, and a wide variety of Yamaha ATVs, including ATVs for kids. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at EcoFunMotorsports.com. That's E-C-O-F-U-N, one word. And if you get up there, tell them that Ricey Unchained sent you. Well, it would have been like once he started down the two path. things. It would have been the game, and then it would the have been how. I mean, do you are you personally offended right. that you but, didn't go for it? But once he started down that path, right? Yes, you stick on that path. Yeah, because you could have said you seem very upset. How upset are you? Right, you know, and then because he clearly was having trouble containing how he felt. Yes, and people did a decent job, but the Zoom, the okay, you're done now. Now on to so and so from the Sheboygan Press. I don't think. I mean, I'm a friend of Domofsky and and you know Silverstein's great, and some of these guys. I don't think there's a team. It's amazing, but in the NFL, traditionally, mm-hmm. at least the last twenty five, thirty, I don't think there's a team better covered than the Packers. Well, I wouldn't disagree with the local because when I was there, it was even incredible. the Gazette would throw people at them, and the, now you got other outlets. I ESPN. The difference, the difference between and TV guys actually try to report. Yes, that, well, in back in the day, anyway. I always said to me the difference between the Vikings coverage, which I think is, is yeah, we do is, is good, is yeah. good, and the Packers is this. If the Packers changed their nickel corner, it was a headline. <laughs> like they cared yeah, right. so deeply. It, it was like probably hockey in Toronto, Montreal. It mm-hmm. was the same exact type of thing. Like they would dissect everything. Yeah, yeah. And well, here, and if you change the corner, it's a nickel corner. It's a little gross. Well, I don't know how they're doing now, but for years, the only the only pay for sports thing that worked was Packer Plus and Milwaukee paper. They, they cleaned were, up. They were selling subscriptions all over the world. Yep, you know. Yep. The exclusive guy. They what would they they give right. you? The, they give you a, a game story and a column for free and everything else. You had to buy. Or yeah, yeah. I think McGinn's breakdown, <clears throat> well, uh, film to, breakdown was free. No, no, cost you. Yeah, unless you bought the paper. Yeah, and, and no, you're right. Yeah, it was. Uh, it it's amazing. 
what what happened over there and as as i say it's a it's not a it's not a 60 year phenomenon obviously lombardi was a phenomenon right. but it's a 30 year phenomenon or a 30 or 26 year phenomenon 27 when, since Favre started winning and when yeah. jordan love gets that job it's going to be oh. so cuz that's fi- that finally should end this this run from what I'd hate to, to be now. that. I'd hate to be that kid. Oh yeah, because yeah. if you aren't great, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. Now, if I'm a Viking fan, I'm Rogers missed right. one year, right? Most of one year. Yes. Yep. Well, most of one. Yeah, I think year. Of, who played? Oh, uh, was it Seneca? No, it was. Um, was it Tolzine? Was Was that the back? Uh, the guy from Green Bay. I mean, the guy from Wisconsin. I think he played. Yeah. In, and and the last time, I think the last time Aaron got hurt, Seneca Wallace, who had been with Seattle, played. Did uh, did uh, Farb ever miss a? Yeah, no, he nope. had the he had the, long, he had the straight, long streak. Yeah, streak right. didn't end. Yeah. Now he did have uh, Sherman's last year, which would have been two thousand five, I think. They were terrible, and then McCarthy got the job the same year Chile did, and then by two thousand seven, that they, they were back in the conference championship game, and that's where Farb threw the pass in the cold that got picked off by the Giants. Another thing that hurt the pack yesterday was it was too nice. Yep. 40, the, I mean, the Tampa, because the forecast, right, snow. a week ago was snowing 22 and yep. it was 40. Yep, you're right. And the field looked great. And the sun, yep. Didn't look like when Brady Vince, didn't, didn't look like when Vince put his heat coils in there and Melted the ice the bowl and yeah, he was so proud of his heat coils and they took the, they took the tarp off and it was all mush and it went whoosh, Yep, turned into a skater. That's what, that's what happened here when the Vi- Vikings played the Bears in 2010 mm-hmm. at T- TCF. Same thing. You take that tarp off, bang. <laughs> when it's uh, 800 below zero, but uh, yeah, they uh, they got to be sad over there. Uh, what did you and uh, Maggie? You and Maggie probably it's harder for you because of time to get the uh, Packer call in line. Did you? Any? No, we had a ton. Did you? Yes. What are they? What the, the touchdown? The Kicking the field goal. Well, they're upset about everything. Everything. It just depends. Mm-hmm. And I'd say three fourths of them are drunk, which is great. <laughs> oh yeah, right. It's so much fun. The post game ones. Yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. That's for sure. Absolutely. I thought they were really good. I thought they were really good. And then when Bactari got hurt, I got a little skeptical. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's their second best offensive player, or third best, probably behind it. The, the Farvin Devontae. The game that they played there against the Vikings, defensively they yeah, they concerned terrible. me, and that defense was sort of back yesterday. Yep. They they were able to put a bit of a pass rush. They were able, they had a defense that was able to make a play once in a while. Yes. To make you, you know, they, but they were scoring so many. They were number one offense, right? Or no, maybe, Scoring. Yeah. Scoring offense they were, yeah, yes. Even more than Kansas yep. City, so... Yeah, I don't know. Brady is... a hell of a chance, though. What? I I said that that was a great chance to go back. Never have a better one. And the conference is not that great. No, and we're also talking about Tampa, the Road Warriors. Well, the first one was Washington, okay? Right. This isn't like like when the Vikings went to Atlanta. I mean, went to New Orleans to play the first good Mm -hmm. New Orleans team with Bobby Hebert. Mm-hmm. And then went out and got one Montana boot off the field, and then went to Washington and damn near, you know, won. That would have been the greatest, one of the greatest trips. And, and Pittsburgh, when they won, coming out of the, you know, wild card, yeah, that was this conference this, was not good. Oh God, no, 
No. Who'd they beat? They beat the, the Saints were overrated all year. And yeah, well, Breeze was not good. No. Breeze no. was no. a shell of his former has, self. I suppose he's waiting until the, all the... All the uh, Post-Super Bowl. Post-Super Bowl to he get retires. His, he's got to retire. Oh, There's yeah. nothing left. Yeah, I think he's got the... In fact, I, I know he's got the job with NBC lined up. He signed that contract a year ago. I don't. I can never, never tell. Know. I can never tell. Okay, do you still think Romo's the greatest thing since sliced bread? I think he's fantastic. I still yeah, like him. Yeah, he's... But you don't like people that talk too much. He talks a ton. He does talk a lot. Yeah, I, I, I like Ray Scott. <laughs> yeah, know? I was going to say, you yeah. like guys who are... Dollar. Star. Dollar. Touchdown. Touchdown. That was That's it. good enough that for me. That was Ray Scott. <laughs> that's, that's good enough for me. All right. All right. So, uh, you don't think we're signing Trevor, Trevor Bauer this week? Uh, uh, no, I think that, I think that somebody called it's, Rosenthal. It's not, it's not often you have to write a retraction on... Mindless speculation. Lou Gelfand got to him. <laughs> yes, Take that true. back. A read if you if you remember Lou fondly. Uh, go to StarTribune.com. I got a uh, column pleading, pleading for the NFL to hire a Lou type character <laughs> to make these coaches admit they bleeped up. All right. See you. If you have questions about your retirement savings, you want to work with a person that knows what he's doing or she's doing, whoever it is. In this case, Josh, do what I did and work with a person that you know you can trust. That is Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. This is Patrick Ricey. You need to see my guy Josh now, especially with what's going on in the markets today. You need Josh's straight talk, not any sugar-coated advice. Sit down with Josh for a no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments, including your IRA and 401k. You can learn how you can benefit from Josh Arnold's experienced and focused approach. Call Josh now at 952-925-5608. Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. He knows you once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.